Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including a Craig of the Creek, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Michelle Ander. Hello. Alex Bonilla. Hola. And Steve Zeck. Hello. Uh, as yes, today we're talking Craig of the Creek, the new <laughs> Cartoon Network show um, from Matt Burnett and Ben Levin, writers on Steven Universe, now creating Craig of the Creek. We talked about the pilot of this previously uh, a few months ago at the Overly Animated Elegant, podcast. Yeah. yeah, check that out at OverlyAnimated.com or search for Overly Animated on iTunes. Subscribe there or on YouTube uh, to not miss any of our future uh, podcasts, potentially future Craig of the Creek podcasts as well. Um, but we are talking the first 10 episodes of Craig of the Creek. That is a lot, but Cartoon Eric has been coming out fast and furious with uh, with these episodes. Um, as of this recording, I think some amount have aired on TV and some uh, and all of them are online. But uh, as with every Cartoon Network show nowadays, uh, online first. So that's what we're, we're talking about. These 10 episodes from Itch to Explore to The Curse. Um, we will be getting into spoilers right away for all 10 episodes. However, this show is not a very spoiler heavy show. So if you have not yet seen Craig of the Creek and just want to hear our takes on the show in general, um, then you can keep listening. Uh, the pilot does not count in these 10 episodes if you're keeping score at home. So, um, it's to explore being the first, like, episode one of the show down to the curse, which is, uh, the extent of what we're talking about here. As of this recording, those are the 10 that, uh, have uh, been released online. If you um, want to get our sewer queen takes, go find the pilot discussion. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> surprise! No sewer queen yet in the in the actual. I yeah, that's coming she, soon. she had such a good design. I loved her. Yeah, she, I mean, she's an intro. She'll be coming back. But yeah, the, uh, we'll we'll get into all like fifty minor characters here. But um, <laughs> oh boy, first let's. That's get, ambitious, man. Uh, I have them all written down. We're going through all of them. Um, <laughs> let's get uh, let's get everyone's takes. Just what you're where you stand on the show so far after ten episodes. What are your general impressions of it, Michelle? I really like. I love that I mean because one of the things like we run into with so many other shows like okay KO and Steve Universe and stars like the balance between like you know what we consider more like filler stuff and like plot stuff oh it's all filler here it's I mean yeah this show is totally happy with just like exploring the universe and having like incidents with like other town kids and like family stuff and just like growing up and being a kid Mm. and I think that's awesome and it's really refreshing and reminds me of a lot of older shows i i would watch growing up so like it's like a nice blast from the past but also like with the new spin and i just i don't know i mean this again like a lot of other shows like this is like totally a side note this isn't just like a, a general thing about the show but like i love how they're incorporating technology and like doing like voice chatting like video chatting and stuff with yeah. the phones and just like it's like because like it really is like a nice one like they're getting out and doing stuff but also like it's 2018 now and t- kids like kind of handle communication differently with technology i I think that's really nice but yeah i'm totally digging the show and it's just oh it's gorgeous and the character designs are like lovely to look at and everything just looks like so lush the backgrounds are so good and i really like our main cast of three characters i was like a little iffy on jp at first but like now i think he's just like a big sweetie so i'm into all of them iffy on jp what (laughs) well from the pilot we didn't get like a ton from him but now he has more context yeah okay uh good stuff there okay uh alex what are your general impressions of craig of the creek so far 
Yeah, I think Michelle makes a good point of the fact that a lot of the shows we cover here on Overly Animated have some kind of basis in fantasy or sci-fi. So when you get a, a show like this that's firmly grounded in the realisticness, like it, it does feel kind of like a refreshing sort of thing. But at the same time, it doesn't feel totally kid showish. Like they throw in an, enough jokes that are a bit higher than you would expect from like the average say disney junior show or something like that like they insert enough of that to keep you interested the the stories are it never really feels boring like it always feels like something's happening which i appreciate and yeah they've done a good job of of expanding their character group beyond the main cast like i don't think there's really been a dud side character yet which is impressive (laughs) considering how many they've been introducing like they all have their little moments of either emotional weight or just being funny mm-hmm. and uh, in- interesting to, to look at. So, uh, like, it, it's, it's a show that's, uh, like, I don't want to call it just cute, like, even though that's the first word that comes to mind. <laughs> like, it is a cute mm-hmm. show. <laughs> but, uh, like, that, that, it feels very cozy to watch. Like, if, I, I almost want to compare it to, like, We Bear Bears, like a show that you, Aww, you, could, yeah. you could drop in at any time you feel like it. You don't, you don't really have an obligation, per se, to watch every single episode. But, like, it, it found its tone very quickly. So no matter if you're watching, like, the first episode or the 10th episode, you're not really getting much of a difference. And that, that's something to be appreciated, consistency in being both uh, funny and, at the end, you feel, like, warm, warm inside. <laughs> So like it, and so it's doing things that like considering their background that Matt Burnett and Ben Levin they're coming from Steven Universe it does feel a lot like certain episodes of season one of that show where it's focusing on the town stuff focusing on Steven's handling of the stuff going on around him and like dealing more with Earth stuff before the show kind of veered off into more fantasy side of things. So if if it stays on this route, like I'm I'm interested and I'm gonna keep watching as uh, as long as they continue to be both funny and uh, appealing to just the the the, the tight knittedness of the cast that they've developed so far. Alex, are yeah. you saying this is like Steven Universe except only the Bordy episodes? Well, no. how, they, how, how dare you? How dare you, Alex? How dare it's, you? A different, <laughs> it's a different flavor. I feel like sprinklings of you know. Steven's influence, but it's definitely its own show. Yeah, I, I don't want to make a one-to-one comparison. Yeah. And uh, also, I, I think need part you to, of it is... I'm going to need you to tell me who the onion of the show is. No, please don't. Um, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe that that kid who has the uh, who's guarding the poison ivy trampoline. He seems like an onion he's type. Yeah, he's yeah. little. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but the, he's not the, the, the scratchless one. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I, th- I feel like you're saying the show is comfy. I feel like that's a good word for what you're. What you're yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. That is the um, assumption. <laughs> yeah, comfy. Okay, uh, good stuff. Steve, what do you think of Craig of the Creek so far? I love it, and I just at first. With each episode, I I love it more and more. I I just I first I liked it, and then 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 it gets to the point I loved Casey, but not really the rest of the show. And then episode after episode, I just fell in love with the show. You know what it reminds me of? Uh, it reminds me of this world reminds me of more of a less dark world of codename kid, kids next yeah. door. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe mixed definitely that way. Maybe mixed in a little bit with Ed, Ed and Eddie. Yeah, so you're stealing my comparisons from the outlaws. <laughs> so it's <laughs> they were good comparisons. Yeah, but I don't I don't read your outline, so I don't know. Oh how. wow, shots fired! Oh geez. snap! I, I, but, but like I'm what Michelle said earlier reminds you of shows from the past, and that's kind of what it reminds me of. 
And I guess you want to go really in the past. I guess in a way it kind of reminds me of Peanuts in a way as well. Okay. Uh, I, I, like I said, I love all the characters. The main three. Like Casey's my favorite of the main three. Um, Kelsey. Yeah, Kelsey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when we get that right one day, Kelsey. Yeah, we'll um, Jessica and Bernard. They're actually. I'm slowly warming up to them, especially the last episode with the whole um. With their cereal, um, the sensible oaks. Yes, <laughs> that was hilarious gag. And all the side characters are great. Um, I can't really pick a favorite. Uh, yeah, I uh, I'm so in love with Greg of the Creek so far. This is may- probably my favorite show on TV right now. I mean, I just I what? Just, yeah. Well, okay, <laughs> I can give this hot take a lot about lost shows. What is it yeah. about Craig at this moment that makes well, you feel look, that Michelle, way? I kind of go from show to show, and I'm I'm all about the new the new thing that is entertaining That's me right very now. Very true. Um, but uh, this is this is what I, I'm in on right now. I think the show is remarkably good for the first 10 episodes like to an extent that i've almost never seen before and i said that about mysticons recently and this is like just as good as uh early mysticons and uh this show is um so refreshing as as discussed compared to our other usual fare which is all like serialized or narrative heavy and this show is not and um considering how much i like um pounding the table for serialization and a lot of other shows that are half and half i actually love that the show isn't serialized but i love that it's not uh that not plot heavy it's very comfy viewing it's so funny um it's just it's been consistently funny from the pilot and uh, just almost everything jp says is hilarious like almost every single line and uh, just uh, other a bunch of other characters as well um the other the other huge thing is that the show is so diverse and um it, it's like this it's like this substanceless um fun viewing show that's not substanceless like the the diversity gives it so much uh so much meaning and uh it, we're gonna go through with through all of it but uh it's it's so it's so just pleasant to watch uh through the uh through it being fun and funny and uh like so and like uh socially progressive um it's uh i i love it i the side characters are a big thing that stands out to me i have like 10 favorites so far um it's 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 really incredible they're one of the one of the, i think every single one of these 10 episodes is is good like that's crazy like yeah. every single one is good yeah. um i think in particular yeah. i'm super in love with the final book episode four i think that's like oh, one of the best episodes i love that of, that's uh, one of my top two or three episodes two or three no, really that's, uh, i think that's like one of the best episodes of tv yeah. so far and uh, i just i all of them yeah. are good though like uh it's, yeah. it's 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 so incredible um i'm so I'm, I'm very happy to talk about it i'd love to podcast more on the show i do think it's a hard show a podcast on so we'll we'll brainstorm yeah. ideas um but yeah if, if anything like another comparison we can make uh, okay ko which is done by a different steven universe alumni at the very beginning of that show it was also being very episodic we weren't really getting into narrative and so because of that we had to stockpile a lot of episodes in order to be able to talk yes. about it but yes. eventually that show began adding plot elements so I, i'm what like th- right now, this show looks like it's not heading in that well, direction at all but it, it would be interesting to see if there's any kind of continuity going forward considering all the side characters we're adding to this cast well, uh, very quickly well the way cn has dropped their shows online they just jump drop a bunch of episodes online with most of their shows nowadays so, so we could, could follow there. that we format. could get there fast um, yeah but yeah it's 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 almost hard to imagine matt and ben coming off of plot heavy steven universe and not making any sort of serialization in the show but it certainly doesn't seem like it so far and I almost would prefer if we didn't go in that direction. I mean, it's just like we don't want to ruin a good thing right now. I mean, you can compare it to OKKO. Okay I'm not caught up, but I've seen like the first 
12 episodes and it's like remarkable how much better the these these first 10 episodes are than the first 10 episodes of OKKO. I think I I hear that this that show gets much better. So, um but most yeah, shows I, I def I definitely will say like this is like consistently good from the very beginning, which is impressive yes. for a show that that's starting out. Most almost every single show is bad and inconsistent to start with. Almost every single show. It's not just any show in particular. Um, I mean, the KO is just the easy comparison since it's another recent uh, new CN uh, right. SU uh, <laughs> alumni show. I would take every single episode of OKKO OK over all but one of the first 10 of, 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 of Crank of the Creek <laughs> over all but one of the OKKO OK episodes. Oh, okay. that's a hot take. That that's might I, don't think that, I don't think that's that... really a hot take. Well, see, he's only well, watched the first 12 only episodes. Only the first, the first I, 10. I, would, I think I would agree with that. No, like, I'm, oh, yeah, I'm saying oh, the first oh. 10 compared to the first 10. That's it. Um, well, I... Well, I have a take. I I think Credit Creek's theme song probably my favorite theme, current theme song on TV. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. De- we're so, definitely going to talk about the music because it's a major draw to the show. So as well. catchy, Craig out the creek. Yes, okay, we don't need to sing it, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's I, yeah, super in love with the show so far. Um, and I actually I agree with something Steve said, which only in the be- very beginning only Kelsey was popping. We were focusing on Kelsey a lot. Um, and as we've mm-hmm. gone on, I think uh, Craig and JP have stepped it up a lot, especially mm-hmm. Craig, who's taken a little while right. to get there, but we've gotten there with him so um yeah i want to talk about like the humor to start to me that's the thing that jumps out is the humor um do we agree with that like i just think the show is consistently funny yeah yeah um i steve took two of my comparisons but uh, to me ed and eddie is like the the big one for me because that was my my favorite show growing up like in the (laughs) pre-avatar days that was your favorite show for when i was like when i was like eight yeah that was my wow that's really interesting that was the show i would put on because it made my dad really uncomfortable So I just like watch them. Like, why are these kids so horrible to each other, Michelle? Right. I don't right. know. Th- this is a this is a compassionate Ed and Nettie. <laughs> yeah. That's what Craig this of the Creek is. is. Yeah. Yeah. And a better looking one. Like the jerky lines and the amazing. Well, well, I'm just saying, my my parents didn't really let me watch Ed Ed, and Eddie because they thought it was like an example of the ugly cartoons that were swarming the channels at that time. I guess it is. The style is ugly ugly cartoons. Have you seen nothing but? Cartoons much uglier in the eighties with their cheap animation. Okay, okay. So Steve's like back in my well, day. I'm, now, I'm guessing that's what my parents were stereotyping cartoons yeah. as. Yeah, um, yeah. Any the obvious comparison. JP is at Ed Ed from Ed Ed and Eddie. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Way better. Yeah. Ed Ed was the funniest character like ever growing up, and. um jp is probably funnier like <laughs> everything jp says is gold it's 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 incredible well see it's interesting because i think that uh, well like the ed, ed from ed and eddie patrick from spongebob like they all have these things where like they're dumb but like at least uh, even patrick in his earlier days like they have moments of clarity and like that again ends up making them funny at times because it's uh, surprising and it's a similar thing here with JP where like he, he for the most part he's kind of the slow one of the group but like he has moments where like he gives jokes that seem a bit too mature for his age or like he has moments where he actually thinks of things that are like uh, actually logical so like it, it, it's fun in that they don't have to square him in the stereotype of dumb <laughs> kid like they they do try to expand beyond that with him which I which I appreciate yeah I, w- yeah. I would I would say JP is much smarter than those other characters you listed. I think JP is default smart and has his dumb moments on the side. Like um, they've consistently made like uh, him saying adult jokes as a gag. And it's just, it's, it's consistent enough that he, and, and like, I feel like JP says, does dumb things, but he's doing them because he's a carefree kid, not because he's dumb. Like, I think they've made that distinction uh, really well. Like he just wants to act dumb because he's a kid, not uh, because he is dumb. 
Um, like I, 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 I buy. I, I would say JP's the smartest of the three. That's a hot take. Well, I mean, so you're saying Kel- like, Kelsey's got her Kel- moments. Kelsey's Everyone, well yeah. Are you saying JP maybe like a male version of number three? I don't remember Candy enough to to make these comparisons, but that yeah, that's the other that's the other obvious comparison because uh, Kids Next Door also a, like a LARPing show, and this is a LARPing show as well, mm-hmm. live action role playing. Um, I think they backed off the LARPing elements since the pilot a little bit for this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I don't yeah. like I don't think of this as the LARPing show after ten episodes. Um, but well, it is, like I think it's just like the creek is more of a communal place where they meet. Like the final book is like the LARPing episode. I feel like in like yeah, and also like they have yeah. the, where they bring up the video game inventory get device. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and Kelsey doing her inner monologues. Like there are elements that remain yeah. from the pilot, but yeah, I do appreciate that we're not stuck in that whole gaming framing or, or like the whole LARPing framing device that is just like kids wandering around the forest. I prefer it being open ended like yeah. that. Yeah, they've 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 kind of been. It's it, we're only ten episodes, so it's hard to tell definitively what they're where the direction they're taking the show is. But I think they have been laying off a lot of the foundation that they put in the pilot. The Kelsey and her monologue specifically has gone down a lot as these episodes have gone on. I'm not sure the, what was the last episode she did that in. Like, uh, was it uh, your it? Uh, well, Wildernessa, she had a monologue one in. So like episode six, yeah. maybe. Right, like that was the last. Yeah, so um, she like, she definitely does ones in your it, oh. but um, it's it's. Uh, I, I mean, I like that. I like that uh, gag, but we, I think we talked about it in the pilot. Like that's, that's hard to imagine that's sustaining for forever. And um, think, I, I do think we're, we're probably smart to back off it uh, a I, little bit. I think the show is slowly evolving. It's starting to find its voice, its footing. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah. so the thing is, I, I think it found its voice very quickly. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it really didn't have any stumbles. It had, yeah, it had no bad episodes, and uh, like the pilot was great right away, and then you go right into Itch to Explore, which is uh, great, and then You're It, which is fantastic. I think it's the second best episode of the show, mm-hmm. uh, which is right away. Uh, so it's uh, it, 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 like it gets there early. I do think it's it's starting to hone a progressive voice. It could just be the group of episodes we just got like last week, but um, specifically the escape from family dinner to the curse yeah. is a particularly progressive set of episodes, which is really mm-hmm. wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, so, uh, we'll talk about that. But um, any any uh, particular gags, uh, humor moments that stand out to you guys? Mm. Um, I think the the weird groups of side characters has been very entertaining yeah. to see. Like yeah. the, you got the horse girls and you got the ninja oh, gang. Oh, the like ninja the, king. I yeah, so the like king. and the elders of the creek. Like these yeah, just the like we, weird groups, and but at the same time, like they feel nor they do feel like groups of people that you might encounter in like a, a big school or something like that. Like these would be the cliques that would form naturally. Well, so, uh, and they, they give them appropriate jokes or at least ones that like, don't, don't feel insulting, but while still referencing the, the interests that they have. So like <laughs> it, it does walk a good line of, of referencing different interests that kids can have at, at that age, but while not making fun of them for having yeah. these uh, quote unquote, strange interests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Steve. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I'm just saying that uh, I love the, this is how you read manga, right to left. Yeah, that was that, that was a great cutaway. It was like in the middle of a yeah. mystery solving montage. Yeah, that episode. Yeah, the the horse girls are like my favorite thing ever. Like that's uh, I was I was raving about that right away after I said this is this is the that was the funniest scene. Um, that's my favorite scene of the show. Remind me of 
Mabel's little gang of friends from Gravity Falls. That's a good comparison. Yeah, yeah. I can see that a lot. Um, <laughs> what does the chill girl who says, "Hey, you like basketball?" There's a game called Horse. Yes. Like, does that girl have a name? I don't, no, I, really I don't like think her. she's the only one that whose name of the four whose name wasn't said in the episode. Yeah, she's like the one, the one of the friend group who wants to fit in, but was like not as into horses as them. Uh, yeah, she's incredible. Yeah, they do all the horse puns. Um, Maney has a crush on JP. That's a, that's a great integrated into that. Scene. And then well, Mackenzie's the leader. She's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I want, we'll talk more about the horde, horde, the horse squirrels, <laughs> the favorite side here. Even though we went over the whole scene already, they must come back. Um, yeah, that episode also is the Ninja Kids. It's great. Uh, one random gag that stands out to me is uh, the the kid that gets stuck in the tree. I don't even remember what episode this is from. And oh, J- no, J- that's when they're going to the to the trash pit uh, or the the junk pile. Okay, there's too many treasures then. And JP's yeah. like, yeah. Uh, he's like, uh, you gonna kiss the squirrel? And she just, he just keeps saying, that's, that's no, not how I was gonna do that. That's not what I was gonna do. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. know. I, I found that really funny. Um, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff though. I love everything with Jessica, like watching, uh, like finance channels, uh, like diversifying yeah, portfolio. Yeah, that's so amazing. I love that. <laughs> Jessica's so yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, J- J- JP bringing, and this is an episode too. I just rewatched this one. JP bringing um, Bernard in. Uh, he's like, this isn't an SAT prep course. That's a PSAT. And that's <laughs> yeah. a dog. Yeah. This is a PSAT book. Oh, I love how JP said Bernard's a great dresser. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bernard's really good too. And uh, yeah. J- J- just that, that's one of those moments. It's like, yeah, JP well, is smart. Um, well, he was a character I was sort of pilot. His character probably was my least favorite, but he is slow. He's grown on me, man. He might be close to my top list, Bernard. Bernard. Uh, I mean, like, if I have to pick a weak point of this show, I think Bernard is the one. Yeah. Like, he still hasn't really gotten much time. I mean, to that's shine. the he's supposed to be the wet blanket, so that's kind of yeah. the point of it. I guess, so, and he'll he'll have time to grow. I'm sure. Like, have yeah, I'm moments, sure so. there'll be episodes with Craig. I, I think I think Bernard in that uh, that scene from Europe that I referenced is just so good. Um, he hasn't she been in a ton of stuff. <laughs> Stupid! He just leaves. Yeah, he's so good in that episode. But, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I, I, yeah. I mean, he's. It's hard to tell if he's if characters like that are weak or not. He's supposed to be. He's supposed to be like that. Um. But uh, yeah, it's uh. Yeah, the humor. The humor. I'm sure we'll reference other gags as we go along. But I want to talk about the uh, the representation in the show. The diversity. Yeah. <laughs> um. Because uh, we'll get to the queer representation in a second. But I think okay. it's not. That's that's not the number one. I think the number one is the is the. Uh, it's, that's our that's our number one in terms of talking about stuff usually on this podcast but um i think the uh the race representation and uh, just the racial diversity in in the show is um i mean we talked about this a lot in the pilot how it's just um it, it shouldn't be shocking but it is kind of shocking that craig is a black protagonist in um on a cartoon network show there have been almost none and uh not only is craig black but it is a wonderful, wonderful portrayal of him and especially his family. Like the fact that we just um, hit on every single member of his family and we even saw his grandparents in a recent episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of them are like these nuanced, wonderful, realistic portrayals of, of people. Um, that's just like such an affir- affirming uh, thing to show for a minority character that just like never happens in other shows that you just like you see it's like we have a, a black main character and we see his entire family. It's and mm-hmm. it's, it's so wonderful. And they're not and they're a good family. They're good characters. They're not like uh, stereotypical. Yeah. They, well, it's, see, it's, the, the thing is, like all these character yeah. uh, types, 
they could be found in any kind of show. Yeah. But like you, you wonder like, well, if that's the case, then why haven't people like gone to the, like expanded the, the racial representation if these characters can be translated just fine to whatever race? But and that that's why it, it does feel wonderful to see that someone's finally doing it. And you see, like th- this is doable. Like you don't have to change really your entire story if you want to do this. Oh. It, it shouldn't be that hard. And Bernard's in, in an interracial relationship too. Yeah, that's really good too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just, just just seeing Craig like interact with his his mom in Too Many Treasures and like them oh. discuss uh, like life lessons to him, and then seeing him interact with his grandpa in uh, Monster in the Garden, like like it, it's so shockingly affirmative and beautiful. Um, I, I, I like if you want, if you try, if you're attempting to view this without a context of society, like blindly, you're like, okay, this is a normal thing. But this is just, this is just so abnormal, and uh, it's, it's, it's so incredible that the show is doing it. And I'm, and I'm like a white guy talking about it. Like this is, mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't imagine what this, what this could be like. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm super affirmed from this. But yeah. um, I mean, it, there's, there certainly could be criticisms there, and like, why is, uh, why are, the, why is it two white guys creating the show? Um, and I'm always open to the, that type of. Dialogue. I think that is a very fair criticism. Right, and I, I think- mean, I, I yeah, I love this show. Yeah. One thing I wonder is, um, you know, how many? And I I haven't done research on this myself, but I, I hope there are people, you know, in in the writers' room on the board teams who are people of color yeah. who and, yeah, have I, I, their I, voices yeah. because, like, I. As much as I love Matt and Ben, like the, it's if they're gonna tell a story from someone else's experience, like I really hope they find people who can shed light on the experience well, with a little yeah. more. Well, they know than they might be able to. Well, we see that we've seen uh, some of the crew so far. I'm sure that it, it's it's kind of changing earlier in the go, but um, they've Matt and Ben have certainly brought out in a lot of uh, people of color to work on the show. Okay. Yeah, um, we have um, Jeff really Trammell, who's Jeff Trammell, who's one, one of the main the writers of the show, and I think the storyboard artists. I think uh, like a vast majority of them are are non-white so far, like as uh, quite a few black storyboarders as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Uh, good. I, I think it's been a very diverse crew to start, at least. <laughs> so I like. I think given. That it's two white guys creating the show. They've basically done been done uh, done an ideal job of yeah. Like I think it's like very clear that they they've made an active efforts here, and um, I think there's been a lot of praise in uh, from different outlets for them. I I mean I do think that in an ideal world, if you're if you wanna if you're two white guys and you want to tell a story about a black family, you bring on. Uh, you know, a black person is to co-create the show with you. Um, but I know that's like not yeah. necessarily how it works. Like in in mm-hmm. the industry, you know, it's like not like. Uh, but I still yeah. Think- and admittedly, like this is a big step to take, like bringing in as many people who are qualified to tell these stories as you can, and that that we've like been seeing mm-hmm. we've been seeing done so far. Um, sure. Also of note, like uh, Demi Adeyujikbe, who is a writer on The Good Place, uh, he mm-hmm. co-wrote Wildernessa. He's kind of a big name uh, around circles, so. Well, like if you're bringing in guests on particular episodes like that, that does show some kind of, of forethought. Also, like Kate left on the curse because Kate left has experience yeah. in that side of well, things. This, this, so that, that's a, a key thing to point out when we're talking about like the kind of experience you're bringing into these shows. Um, but yeah, I would go so far as to say that this is um, maybe the most diverse crew so far that I've seen out of any show that we cover kind of by a lot. Um, so like that's I think that's very uh, they that's it's a very good step for them to take. Also, um, you know, none of none of us are blacks. So we can't speak to it. Uh, to, right. To that is another 
thing to consider. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I will say also one thing that's impressed me is the voice cast because also with with the kids, like we have a lot of um, mixing in the in that space as well. And there's a lot of like new voice actors that I don't really recognize, but they're coming from different or different cultures. Like ones that stand out to me as a Hispanic, like Monse Hernandez as Stax or Isabella Alvarez as uh, as Wildernessa. Like, those are names that I don't recognize. But the fact that you're bringing the, the voice cast in from different cultures, like, that's also something to point out, something that, like, many shows are default to whitewashing, to bringing in veterans. But when you're doing a show like this, it's good to have that representation in, in all facets, including in people that you're giving these voices to. I think the show is, uh, yeah, major- the, the voice cast majority non-white, like, also another another... Uh, good stuff like maybe vast majority non-white even um so yeah there's there's a lot of positive a lot of positive signs here and um i don't know for me personally and again i'm a white guy talking about this i think that the vast steps that matt and ben have taken here and the representation that it does provide which is the most important thing the 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 product on the screen vastly outweighs them being two white guys creating this um but you know your mileage may vary open to other other thoughts on that um I've certainly seen a ton of praise from from uh, black outlets, a lot of different type, a lot of different outlets on on the representation so far. Um, but the other, I think another another side of representation. And by the way, it should be noted, we also have uh, people of color in the show um, from a lot of different nationalities as well. Characters being portrayed as well. So I think the show is doing a good job of incorporating diversity into into characters beyond Craig's family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the other side of this that we got just in episode 10 um, mm-hmm. is uh, we got que- <laughs> legitimate queer representation yes. in The Curse yeah. um, with, with the witches. Uh, yeah. Which, yeah. Tabitha and Courtney, um, we had introduced in uh, in this. They're in the intro. They're introduced in The Curse. And I think, I believe, are being very blatantly portrayed as being a uh, female. Oh, female yeah. Couple. Oh, and, I, I, and I've been arguing with people online about this that it is definitely hinted as a gay race. Who's, who's, who's arguing against Yeah, who's did, like, did they not some see that handhold at the people, end? I know, I've been telling the handhold. People on, on message boards like, like no, uh, Tumblr and ToonZone were like, nah, they, maybe just them. close Bam friends. <laughs> Also, I, I did notice when the, we first see the table that it actually has like a CK plus TW and XOXO on it. So yeah. like, I'm not oh, sure I how you can deny see this. That. Oh, and, that's so sweet. Michelle, what do you think of the, the witches in episode 10? Oh, I love this so much. I think it's like in my top four. Because um, I think of other episodes that are stronger, but it was just like so cute. And like seeing the struggle. I, I've already forgotten their names, but the <laughs> Courtney and Tabitha. Tabitha and Courtney. The shorter blonde one. And it just, just like, <laughs> I, I love to college. That means I'm going to be away from you. And yeah. like my dad's on my butt to like do this jazz band after school. And I just like want to hang out with you. And it's like their cool little thing they do together and it's just like i don't know because it feels very like they haven't outright said they're like dating or anything but clearly there are there is a closeness and feelings on both sides and it feels like pretty organic and like ambiguous in a way that a lot of relationships are when you're friends you know so i just like i really liked it a lot i thought it was really well done i'm really happy i just want to know like what teenagers just platonically just hold hands while they walk for no good reason? No, I want to no know. One does. No one does. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. They, 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 they like blush at each other. They hold hands. Yeah. It's, it's really wonderful. I, yeah. I was shocked at how, uh, how, cle- how clear of a uh, portrayal of a female-female oh, relationship. This can I just on. say something, though? In the fact that it's 
teenagers. It's not adults. We've had queer representation with adult characters on children's shows. And some like on um, Clarence, The Loud House. Yeah, that's a good point. Usually it's like parents universe. of kids. Yeah, yeah, and but for one, but here you actually have adolescents, so that's a big step. Yeah, um, usually it's like relegated to parents or, or uh, adult background characters. And um, this is just uh, these are like potentially major side characters. Uh, and it's like a clear female female relationship portrayal. Um, I was I'm just I was just so happy and and, and uh, at seeing this and they're voiced by podcast hosts. We love it. Apparently. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's perfect oh. for us. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I I I couldn't believe it when I saw that. I was like, this this is completely clear, and it's the show's tenth episode. Let's keep doing this. Like, uh, <laughs> I feel like this uh, shows that other cartoon arc shows can do this as well too. Well, I'm I'm hoping to see the the scene episode with Courtney Tabitha and Kel. Kelsey, 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 Kelsey seemed to be shipping it. Yeah, yeah, like see episode episode centered on the three of them and going on a little adventure. So the best of both worlds. Kelsey's very into the witch's type of finish. Yeah, yeah, she was shipping it. Craig was dawing a lot. I don't know if that's how you say yeah. that. But, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we use daw as a verb. Yeah. I, wonder, I wonder if Bernard knows them. Yeah, they could probably go to school together. Yeah. yeah. They, could they seem like this is amazing. They're friends with Alexis. Yeah, okay. Uh, we'll, we'll build our fanfic later for the, the witches. But um, yeah, there's... Uh, just absolutely incredible representation from the show so far that have been so happy with this and it like it, i want to stress like it makes this like light viewing show feel so substantial and real and important um like it, it, it what could otherwise just be dismissed as like it's just like this easy viewing thing like it's like it it, it makes this like key important viewing to me um and, and it, uh, it fills it out as like something that could be happening today right because you're, you're including mm-hmm. things that like would happen in normal life whereas a lot of these programs like it, it wouldn't matter if it took place today or 10 years ago or 20 years ago but like that that's a good thing to do like ground yourself in the in the moment like what like what where we should be as a society right now mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I mean, if, if the show's attempting to take place in the present, they have one episode. For the most part, I think we we don't have a ton of technology, but at least we have one episode with uh, Escape from Family Dinner where they're yeah. Craig's video chatting with them. Um, and uh, and again, when he goes to visit the grandparents, he checks in again yeah, over yeah, he, the phone too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's a great. The show could, should continue down that route. I mean, this is one of my yeah. biggest podcast talking points. I always praise well, shows for use of modern technology, and if the show wants yeah. to be taking place now, I think that um, like another a, a show that it could look to on the same network, the new Powerpuff Girls does an incredible job with this, portraying uh, well, modern technology. And yeah, this would be it's a great addition to Craig of the Creek. It's a great like contrast with the very grounded, um, low tech uh, Creek setting. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I think it works yeah, very well. That's one thing. It's yeah, look, Escape from Family Dinner and Monster in the Garden, two episodes that really t- breaks from the formula of really taking place in the creek. Yeah, and yeah, and we don't see very, really, we don't really see Kelsey and J JP in this ep- in these episodes, and it's still okay, still a great episode. So it's showing science as a show can be great in many different ways. Yeah, that's yeah. a great point that uh, the show can break from its its normal creek format and uh, and really shine through. Um, well, hopefully you're going to see more. I also think the curse is a break from the format too. I I have yeah. like on the outline. I have like w- this is a Kelsey episode. This is a Craig episode. The curse is like uh, a Tabitha and Courtney episode. Like it's centered around their yeah. their their emotional uh, what, what's happening with them, and um, it's it, it absolutely succeeds despite not being from the perspective of one of our three leads. And like, it takes yeah, and it takes place at night mostly. 
Oh yeah, it's a big difference, and um, yeah, it's 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 yeah. So I I, I think the that the biggest sh- break. I think we're seeing the show start to stretch its wings, and it's very exciting uh, what directions it could take. Um, should yeah, be noted, we've yeah, Alex. Well, I was gonna say, like, do you think this could take away, a, a like, say, an Adventure Time or OK KO, where we have episodes entirely focused on these side characters, and like, mm-hmm. we no longer need the main cast to be in every uh, episode? I don't know about that. I'm sure. I don't so, know. So far, it has not done that. It's been very grounded in our three leads. Um, yeah, I, it's possible that we do that. I would be more open to that format of bouncing around different plots and characters we have, like, in Adventure Time, than uh, I would be in that show because, like. Adventure Time is the type of show that's attempting to have a, a centered plot and has um, important character plot lines that are happening. I'm sure the show will evolve into that, but at least for now, it would make more sense in this type yes, of format. Right. And, and we're also introducing all these side characters. And, like, they're more than side characters. Like, it's not like they're all one-liners. So, like, you would think yeah. that that is setting them up to be able to carry more of an episode later on down the line. Right. Just right. give me more Tabitha and Courtney. Um I'm not yeah, happy. Presumably sure. they'll have another episode. I mean, they're in the intro. Like, I think everyone in the intro is, yeah. is set up to be a secondary character, at least. Um, oh, um yeah. I also, my not Bernard. There's a chance, though, Bernard's girlfriend might really know them. They might be friends. Yeah, I mentioned. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, think, what's her name? Be, what's her name? Alexis. 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 Yeah. yeah. All right. That, <laughs> I'm still that, learning their names. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, to Alexis and. <laughs> witches and third witch complete the the trilogy um yeah we haven't talked about yet but there's been a lot of uh, steven universe crew that's worked on the show so far in these first 10 episodes obviously matt and ben coming from steven universe but we've had a lot of guest uh storyboarders from uh, steven universe monster in the garden boarded by um lamar abrams and jeff lou um like key steven universe personnel Uh, we also had amber craig uh boarding episode 10 um and uh and Madeline uh, Corporal uh, solo boarding episode one. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see if any of these people stick on here. Um, the, the explanation is likely that there was a production hiatus for Steven Universe that lasted a while. And I believe my best guess, I haven't directly had this confirmed that uh, the, the like if you if your show's in a production hiatus, you're just you know, you're not getting paid. So you want to go on to another show. And uh, that's probably what happened here. So I don't I don't think we're going to have this like large crossover staff, although a lot of Steven Universe boarders do do sometimes do two shows. And I will um, say that the art style has been very similar to Steven Universe <laughs> at times. So know, like, oh yeah, it, it, it doesn't feel like that much of a jump. And I just realized we should not be surprised if some queer representation in this show if it's the SU crew. Yeah, I mean, I think, well, I think yeah. that's what that's kind of what Matt and Ben have been saying in interviews. A lot of the, they've been saying they're inspired by Steven Universe to bring the uh, diversity into this show. Um, it's kind of one of their talking points in these bunch of interviews. And this so, time, yeah. and this time, have it be humans. You can't make the excuse that hey, they're just rocks. So it's not the same thing. Right. So I, th- I no mean, excuse. I think I think it's a big step to do it with yeah. humans. Yeah, I think I agree. Um, to to portray uh, you know, humans of the same sex together. Okay, let's talk the <laughs> uh, let's talk the music in the show. Um, we've talked a little bit already. Uh, the music is almost in potentially entirely by uh, Jeff Rosenstock, um, who a lot of people are very excited about this, including our, our co-host Sam. Um, <laughs> a, a, yeah. a ska punk musician, like a lot of very well-known on his own. And I, yeah, ska I'm, out the wazoo in this show. <laughs> you say that oh, like it's man. a bad thing, Alex. Are you I mean, anti-ska? it's fine. I, I enjoy it. It's good. It's, uh, who, who doesn't like a good, fr- a, a good trumpet in their life? Uh, some some people are depraved and yeah. you know, but um i i think it's been the, the theme the theme song as mentioned incredible the end credits we had to read the alternate version of the end credits in episode 10 i really like the alternate version more yeah. than the normal version no 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 so they're both yeah. good. it's nice 
Yeah. I, like I I think the music really shines sure. in in the show. So like it's it's just all it's all really like I think this this the ska type uh, themed music really matches the tone of the show so far. It, it's it's I think is a really good choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, agreed. Yeah, I think uh, it's yeah very exciting that uh, that Jeff Rosenstock's been doing this, and uh, it's uh, a bit hopefully a big draw for a lot of people to to, to check out the show. Um, what else, what else we got here? Let's talk the let's quickly go through Craig Kelsey JP. Um, we did this in the pilot discussion too. Um, but uh, let's see where we are with Craig. Craig to me is um, a character that initially was suffering from main character syndrome, mm-hmm. where uh, where he's kind of just nondescript. Um, yeah. Like to be honest, much like Steven at times in Steven Universe, much like um ko from the episodes of okay ko i watch basically every basically every main character much like lincoln much like lincoln loud i'll take your word for that yeah but um (laughs) it's like it's you you get your side characters to be the zany like uh the zany jp's the funny one um kelsey has all these dramatic moments grounded in this fantasy and craig's just very grounded and a normal person easygoing yeah um so i think that that you have to be careful to make not make him like boring and i think at first he was a little bit boring but um he's been really helped out by uh the recent uh, slate of craig episodes too many treasures escape from family oh. dinner monster in the garden i think he's been fleshed out a lot and i think he's been good too many treasures really helped his character and it is relatable to me cuz i'm i'm like him i'm a pack rack too like i can't just throw away stuff like yeah very this. relatable uh, the conflict <laughs> there yeah michelle what do you think of craig now I like him more. I especially, I think, like, I really started to, like, care about his, like, because, like, Escape from Family Dinner, like, that's the first time he really, outside of Too Many Treasures, he really had to struggle with, like, a problem. Um, and there was no real easy solution. And it also, like, helped him connect more with his family. Um, and that's a dynamic I, I feel like the show's pretty invested in. And long term, we're going to see a lot more episodes deal with that, hopefully. Because um, I really like his family and I'm interested in them, even the adults. Um, and so, like, I'm, I still think he doesn't necessarily have, like, he's not like Kelsey. He doesn't have personalities that, like, really, like, are really strong and, like, intense and dramatic. But, like, they're definitely there. Um, and, you know, I, I like him. I like him fine. I think he's a sweet boy. He's joined the sweet boy club. Yeah, he, I think he made that speech <laughs> in the pilot one. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely the the trend of uh, Cartoon Network. Um, yeah, I, I I think I probably said this too in the pilot discussion. I I really appreciate Craig being portrayed as um as non masculine at at times. Like that's uh, With, like it like using his mom's purse to like hoard his treasures and and stuff. Yeah, and talking about his the curse, tootsies. there's that moment where it's like. <gasps> Sandalwood. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's uh yeah I I think that's uh, really affirming and not ha- not like forcing all your male characters to be super masculine. I think I think that's great. A similar thing with Steven going on. We talked a lot about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Philip so- Solomon I think is doing a great job voicing him so far. Um, Alex Craig thoughts? Uh, yeah, he's a, a sympathetic character. I do think he's still the weakest of the three. Like in terms of just like as michelle has encapsulated he's a nice boy like at least to me there's not much there beyond that i will say i will agree that escape from family dinner does the best to add like adding stuff to him like making him more uh, more of a relatable character to his problems mm-hmm. like he he wants to have fun but he's also like having to stuff with school and like not being able to express that or not 
feeling uh, safe doing that. I know that that's a feeling I, I felt a lot. <laughs> the one with Jessica, where like he breaks out of Jessica for like I'm trying to do oh. my thing. Like he's being very oh, focused. Jessica, and, oh, like he tags along. Jessica goes to the creek. That yeah, one. that yeah. one. And, and like Craig, it, it just blows up. And like that. That's like also another time where he kind of breaks out from just being like sympathetic, nice guy. Like he actually has a moment of breaking out from that that stands out. Mm-hmm. So, like, if there are more moments like that where, like, he, it, he, because for now he seems to just be, like, the framing device or the, at least the the main character that makes our way to the rest of the people in the show. But, uh, yeah, like, those two episodes in particular stand out and it, those would be the high points. Uh, and hopefully we get more of episodes like that for Craig going forward. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think probably for me, Monster in the Garden, the best Craig episode so far. But yeah, it's uh, I think his character's improving. I think he shines in interacting with his family. Um, and uh, you know, our main characters are at a disadvantage. Uh, and mm-hmm. but and they're spending like initially they caught on pretty quick that Kelsey really shined and they focused on her. I think smartly. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've been getting uh, a lot of Craig time, and hopefully, we're going to see that continue. But let's talk uh, Kelsey, who we all all of our favorites, <laughs> right, right away. But <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah. I, I think the show has chilled, well, chilled out with Casey a little bit recently. Um, the last like five ish episodes. I don't think she's had as much to do. Mm. Um, which is, I think, necessary to get other people. Uh, yeah, other I think it's necessary. We also had a voice change on Kelsey. Wait, um, what? Kelsey, what? When? Uh, in episode four, Kelsey was in- initially voiced by Georgie Kidder from the pilot until episode three. And then Noelle Wells has started voicing Kelsey um, from episode four until uh, the present. Oh, that was not you, noticeable at I all. I didn't Oops. notice. Wow. <laughs> I told you that could happen and it already started. Noelle, yeah, Noelle Wells pretty. What do you mean? You, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you predicted it, you, apparently. Okay. You're basing it off of something that happened already. Um, Noelle <laughs> Wells, uh, I love her on Master of None. She's on SNL. Um, well-known. uh actor and um i i noticed this when kelsey is um uh being softer like more tender i think that uh, she sounds different um but uh she she definitely is the initial kelsey voice on um i don't know i have no particular feeling on the voice change i oh, thought um she Georgie, voiced yeah, I didn't lord, even notice. she voiced lord dominator on wander over yonder i believe that's a popular oh. character yeah, it um, is a popular character. Yeah, I think I think Georgie did an incredible job with this character. I'm not, you know, I'm not sure why. Sometimes voice roles change. Um, Noel's oh. also doing good so far. Though. I mean, we had a voice change on OKKO too with our main characters. So, yeah, the main character. The parallels continue. <laughs> Yeah, um, but uh, I think I think kind of uh, yeah. I mean, she was Noel was the voice in the final book, which I think is like Kelsey's incredible episode. Oh, I um, love that episode. She, she's also really good in Urit, and um, I think Wilderness is like the weakest Ke- Kelsey episode so far, but she's also good there. Um, and then other than that, she's uh, like she's chilled with the monologuing, and um, you, you know uh, we don't we don't reference uh parakeet as much and uh, uh mortimer come mortimer, on give yeah. mortimer respect Pearl. his name respect mortimer he's like i like when he's like pecking at uh jp's head and uh <laughs> but uh yeah mortimer mortimer's right we should uh <laughs> that one scene with the uh, yeah uh but uh i i think kelsey's still my favorite agree michelle um I I like Kelsey a lot. I also kind of like some of the side characters okay, maybe well, yeah, more. Hard to compare though. But uh, yeah. yeah, no, Kelsey's really strong for me. And like one thing I didn't like think about till maybe like episode eight is that like, I really appreciate her design because I feel like a lot of the characters and like this is a problem in a lot of shows. But, like sometimes 
you know, just like design and body diversity is something mm-hmm. that a lot of male characters just have more than women do in animation. And I like that she's still like clearly a very cute, charming kid, but she's also kind of short and stocky. Like, I love that. And I'm really glad they did that. Like, all three of the main characters have very different bodies. And I like that a lot. Because they could have just made her like tall and skinny, and that would have felt normal in a in an animated show. But I'm glad they didn't do that. It looks like it looks like to me though that Craig is older than Kelsey. They're probably not in the same grades. I think they're supposed to be, and then JP's older than them. Yeah, JP's older. Yeah, Yeah. I know that. that. Kelsey is the Sadie uh, body type, right? Um, From Steven Universe. Yeah, Yeah, I think. Yeah, uh, I think. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, Yeah, Alex, thumbs up, Kelsey. Yeah, thumbs up. She's a solid character. She's got her funny moments. I think that the the monologue, I'd like to keep it around. Like, I think they've they've sprinkled it enough where it's not going to be annoying if they keep it at this rate where it's like once every couple of episodes, it'll maintain its funniness. Did she do a monologue in the uh, last book episode? Yeah, well, she did. Oh, yeah. Probably. The, the, the last one she did it was Wilderness, so, so that was yeah. like four yeah. episodes ago. So. Yeah. Um, I, I would like to keep it around, too. Uh, there's, I've seen some people not be thrilled with it, but I, I, I think it's been good. Yeah, Steve, yeah, you, 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 you're, Kelsey's your favorite. Yes, I love Kelsey. She's my favorite. I didn't know they changed her voice, so I just showed you how <laughs> in tune I am to the character. Um, is it too early no, to ship her with the book girl from the last book, the Friends, best friends, yeah. yeah best friends, um, yeah. I mean, if they're best friends, I guess it's not too <laughs> early, also, it's right? It's never too early for the crack ship. But. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's never too early. Yeah. That's, I do it's a crack ship. There, you know, there. But it, let's get her in more than one episode uh, first. But, but they have common interest in books. Yeah, you, you know, interest. Steve, he loves the one episode characters. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Well, Co- I'm sure com- I, common interest ship already done. I, I'm Bam. sure you don't. Alex, though, your favorite joke has to be the Danny Davis. Uh, yes, Danny well, Davis. obviously, kids oh, Alex is favorite. We, we Hold on one second. There, talk, about, talk about JP. We already we already basically talked about him for the most part, but um, JP only has one episode focused on him, Sunday Clothes. Which is a um, really good episode. Like, I, I was surprised at how impressed I was by, by it. And uh, the, the ending is very sweet, too. Like, JP is, like, successfully saves his clothes and impresses his sister. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> It felt nice to see a character like that and not have to end up looking dumb. Like it, it looks yeah. in the end like he's improved as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do we see JP's sister Laura in that episode? Um, I think he's great there. Um, we could have more JP episodes. My reaction almost is that, and I really love JP. I think um, having sporadic JP episodes as opposed to constant ones is probably a good thing. He's the type of character that's best. Um, in the the side comedic role that he that he's in, but uh, I think Sunday pr- close proves that he can also anchor an episode. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Michelle. Yeah, thumbs yeah. up, JP. Yeah, you've yeah, grown on yeah, him. We thumbs, about yeah, it. no, he's yeah. grown on me definitely in the past. Like I think six yeah. episodes, especially. Yeah, yeah I think kind of like I, I was like a little afraid of what they were going to do with them. I was like, oh no, are they going to make fun of him for being dumb? But then they didn't, and he has like a heart of gold, and I really appreciate that. So. Yeah. yeah, I like it. I think he's a big sweetie. I think my ranking is Kelsey, then JP, then Craig right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, in terms of entertainment, yeah, I the, yeah. I you, you, in terms of entertainment, you could argue JP is one. I think he is by far the most laughs, but I certainly. Kelsey yeah, that, that that's yeah. certainly possible for some people. Yeah. Well, for, <laughs> for me, for me, my ranking for me, it's Kelsey, Craig, and JP, and just simply because JP has not had enough ep- screen time, really, mm-hmm. I just. I need a little more than one episode, but yeah, I'm, I re- sure, I'm sure we'll see some more JP specific. You would need that to get attached to him, yeah. 
<laughs> okay, let's go through this. Okay, we're running long, but let's go through all the side characters. <laughs> all the side uh, characters. Oh, okay. it's going to be a while. Jessica, uh, little sister Jessica. I think she's incredible. I, I think she's she's very funny. The gag with her um, being into adult stuff, I, I think, is great. And uh, would like, she hasn't been on as much as I thought. She had the one episode uh, in episode three where she was a focus. But since then, I could more Jessica in the show. Let's do it. You know, she reminds me of uh, reminds me of Sally from Peanuts. Okay. But but yeah, that, that monologue at the end of Jessica goes to the creek was like, I'm a good girl. And like, like explain, like, I did all these things to change. Like it, it, it she, she executed that very well. I, I, I really like that part of the episode. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, we, t- we talked about Bernard. I'm pro Bernard. Some people are skeptical. Okay. I like, I like Bernard. He's like a really toned down Squidward. So I really, <laughs> yeah. I really no. like him. Oh, God. Why okay. are you comparing to SpongeBob characters? Please. No. Uh, Bernard has grown on me like. Like a disease, so... Uh, wait, and, and JP, hey. JP is the one that led Bernard into the forest, so this is yeah. a Patrick Squidward interaction. Yeah. Oh, God, it is! Yes! Stop it, stop it. Okay. Bad, bad, bad. Um, let's talk... Uh, Dwayne, uh, the dad... I don't think he's had as much uh, stuff going on as the rest of the family, but uh, yeah. he was like working out in the one episode. He's got um, dad jokes. Really cute yeah. Line. yeah, he has dad jokes. That part um, in Escape from Family Dinner when um, Craig's like, he gets trapped in the host and, he's, and the dad comes. He's like, I told you no more mommy hose. Like, I love that that's an established thing that's happened. <laughs> and, and also, uh, I, I appreciated how like the show after that all happens, they put out the fire. Like the dad is legitimately angry at first and like the that's mom has, has to be the one to to like calm do the calm side and like even afterwards like he's still like mumbling but like that that's a realistic interpretation it's not like like both of them like oh no it's okay you almost burned down the house it's fine but like there's legitimacy to representing like both sides of a parental relationship like that Mm -hmm. yeah i agree that's good uh we have grandpa earl and grandma jojo Um, i love uh, them yeah why do you love them because they're so when I was growing up, I really <laughs> sound awful. My grandparents were always really, really old, like since I was little, like on the verge of death old. So it was a long time before I like realized there were old people who were still like kind of like hip and out and doing things and like a part of the world. And I love that about his grandparents because like, yes, yeah, grandpa's got his garden thing going on and the grandma's like super awesome and like she was showing all the pictures from like back in the day when she would protest a lot yeah and she wore that amazing sweater i forget mm-hmm. what it says on it but it was really good yeah mm-hmm. i think it changed once or twice but um yeah the, the, her showing the, like the protest pictures that was incredible yeah that was um, really really good yeah she's just she's like a councilwoman or something right she's uh she's like a less more toned down nanny fufu yeah, I think that, that's yeah. and a fua. And a fua. And a fua. I, I think it's a good comparison. I think the yeah, the, the grandparents were great in that episode. I think that episode. Oh, and she's also really a politician good. too. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think I, I, I hopefully hoping they're coming back. I think Earl was in the pilot for a second, and um, uh, yeah, I, I, I think they're great so far. Thumbs up, Alex. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Yeah, uh, Alexis. We haven't gotten a lot of Alexis so far, but uh, she's been good. I like that she's so nice. And uh, I love, uh, I love when she at the end of the. Uh, the family dinner episode, she's like, Bernard said, your hair is so pretty. And she's like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. That's so funny. Yeah, she's good. Okay, Who watches well, her? Who watches her? Okay. Uh, Alex- uh, Alexis, uh, like Karen. Um, uh, uh, Karen Fukuhara. Karen Fukuhara, yeah. She, she also uh, voices a sewer queen. 
Yes. Yeah. Oh, even though even though we haven't seen the Sewer Queen. Yeah. yeah. We're waiting yeah. for okay. her because she's Yes, awesome. okay. Speaking of the Sewer Queen, uh, it seemed like the Sewer Queen based on the pilot is going to be our major secondary character, and she has not appeared yet. Well, yeah. major was a stretch. I, I had hoped to see at least her once, but, you know. Well, we'll, she, we'll are we saving it. her for the season finale? <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe she'll be the, the season finale boss. Well, see, the, the weird thing is this show, I guess we can get to this. Like, it doesn't really have villains except for the scouts. Yes. So, yeah, the scouts are, like, the only villains. Yeah, so uh, they're like, more if annoying you're gonna do a finale, than... like you would need some either to introduce a new character or like incorporate the scouts as the antagonists. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we're doing a, a real. Finale. I don't know if they're villains. They're just more annoying than anything. Than... Yeah, the the, just yeah. Like the, jun- the junior forest scouts. Matt and Ben have described them as the villains of the show in interviews, and yeah. um, <laughs> I, I I don't really. See, I just see them as a realistic portrayal of a of an annoying. I mean, kid. they probably are like just entitled kids. <laughs> like yeah. that's probably how they would act. I, I think the show has done a great. Job with them so far, just annoying kids. Um, that's it. I don't think they need to be more villainous than this. It's fine. Yeah, I think it's good. Um, uh, Kit, Alex. Uh, yes, Kit. Oh, okay. she's yeah. awesome. Is she like your Kelly for well, this she, show? She is Alex? voiced by the she's same. Kid. By Kelly. So, I know, I know this, but yes. also, is she your Kelly for the show? Yeah, uh, sure. Because she is a successful entrepreneur. She has this <laughs> entire <laughs> business. Okay, go. She is the. She's like the cantina owner. Like cantina uh, owner. That's just an incredible spot to be at. And and she's just charming every time she shows up. And she's got different products to push on people. Like, hey, we have orange slices. Uh, what? Nobody wants to um, take them. Anybody? Uh, yeah, anyone, it, it is cute and wonderful. I have a question. Anyone, anyone want to ship Kit with Craig? I do I do wonder if we could do romance with them. Well, maybe not real like, romance, but you know, ch- kid romance, you know. Uh, like, you know what I want? Let Jessica and Kit work together. Let them build a business like yeah, they interacted. It's, it's oh, yes, they'd be so good together. They're so practical. Yeah. That's a good take, Alex. Yeah, well, Michelle, what we didn't hear. What was your take on uh on uh, that ship? Yes, I like that. Well, no, I want her to team, but Jessica, I don't want her to. <laughs> okay, your mind has changed already. <laughs> no, I like. I'm wondering if the show is like thinking about Kit and Craig, but I am not thinking about Kit and Craig. Okay. It's too early to be introducing that. Early, stuff. only ten episodes. Yeah, we'll see. Um, we got uh, Wildernessa and Cheese Sticks. She's my favorite random character. She's she's speaking a... up, I've given this take before, but if you fuse Kit and Wildernessa, you get Kelly from Star vs. <laughs> the Force of the Evil. Girl, if you choose those two. <laughs> she looks yeah. like an awesome, like a Miyazaki character. Right. She, she's, a, she's a Princess Mononoke. Yeah. 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 That's why I love her. I believe at yeah. one point she says, like, I'll come back when the creek is red with the blood of humanity, <laughs> yes, <laughs> which was amazing. Good. Yeah, Mich- Michelle, why do you like Wildernessa? She's just, like, spunky, and she has this huge dog, and she, like, knows all the stuff about nature, and Kelsey, like, really looks up to her and wants to be more like her. Um, and she's just cool. I don't know. I just really dug her. She's definitely got like confidence, which is very yeah, nice. That's a very attractive quality, you know, in all people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's good. Love to see her back. Uh, Mononoke, yeah, great. Um, we got we talked <laughs> about the witches. Uh, we talked about Laura. The so elders. Let's talk about the elders of the creek. Um, uh, voiced yeah. by uh, Matt and Ben. Um, oh, is and they really okay. Yeah. And the third one was voiced by Zachary Steele, I believe, who also yeah. voices Ronaldo on Steven Universe. <laughs> <laughs> 
okay yeah, that's with the elders is that they're like the toned down version of Ronaldo, and I think they work a lot better. Yes. Than Ronaldo. Ronaldo. How dare you insult Ronaldo like that? Oh, I've always hated Ronaldo. Well, but the thing with Ronaldo was he was like the epitome of like ner- like a particular kind of nerdiness all absorbed into oh. one person that was really annoying. And with this show, with like those qualities are sprinkled in so many different people that it feels a lot more organic. And yeah, so like. The- I think they keep to themselves. They're like in their cave, and like if people come, they'll talk, but like they won't like be pushing their propaganda in people's faces. I I, I, I I thought Dubs are owning a katana, like some characters. I thought the ninja kids might be a little bit in Ronaldo too. Yeah, well, well, sprinkled in a lot of characters, but in a more like like okay amount in my opinion like it's not all just like on one character yeah, to be no. that person so, so I think in, in conclusion we ronaldo's incredible but um no, no, no. don't you dare uh yeah the older, I, I like the role as like the them being the uh the kids the kids that used to be at the creek um they have all the nerdy references they're playing D. uh the main one has a magic the gathering shirt i'm a huge magic player <laughs> we might have an up- upcoming magic episode on the show matt burnett is a big magic fan um yeah i i think uh yeah. they've been good so far those, and, are, uh, uh, those are other characters i want to see maybe they interact with the witches with yeah that's true they know the witches okay. they probably do i think courtney probably knows them yeah, did you know uh, Kate whatever's in Germany now? Um, and I, my fa- one of my favorite lines, I should have brought this up in the humor thing, is uh, the main uh, uh, elders like, do you do you don't accept Bitcoin? Like, I oh, yeah, <laughs> funny. That was a really good line. Yeah, I love that. Um, and em- uh, empty out your ba- your bar mitzvah. Yeah. <laughs> that was good too. Uh, we have stacks. Um, stacks is one of my favorites uh, from oh. the final book. Uh, we talked about uh, her and Kelsey best friends. I love um, that. That's a character. Kelsey and Stack. This might be my ship. <laughs> yeah, Stax yeah. is cute. Yeah. Don't uh don't write off uh uh Stax like that, Alex. She's, well, she's, she's great. It's not writing off, it's a compliment. She's like really early Connie. Like she's very bookish yeah. and shy. Mm. Yeah, she's great. And maybe and she gets a Maybe she gets the development down the line that she won't just do people's homework for them, like I hope oh, they're paying her. They're paying her. I feel yeah, like they're paying her. Yeah, it. yeah. She seems to enjoy it, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. They're paying her in like candy, but um, yeah. yeah. I, I think Stax was a great in that episode. Um, I think uh, that character really clicked, and her being the culprit that was wonderful, and she's still oh. sympathetically portrayed. Oh, that's obvious, though. I I knew it was her from the beginning. Wow, good job, Steve. You cracked it. Yeah. <laughs> you're the you're, Bernard. You're, of you're this the Bernard. Podcast. Exactly. You're showing off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, okay. cir- circling back to the horse girls, we talked about them, but they're incredible. Um, another th- another thing about the horse girls I love is uh, the main two are voiced by Lauren Lapkus and Mary Holland, uh, prominent female comedians, uh, and uh, who I heard here on Comedy Bang Bang. I, uh, love them, and uh, th- that 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 just that scene. I've I've seen it like ten times. <laughs> it's great. Um, what what about uh, Junk Lord uh, from from that episode? Do we like Junk Lord? Um, yeah, he's no one, okay. no one likes Junk Lord. Oh my god! I, don't remember I mean, him. I feel neutral about him. He reminds it, me of some of the lesser known characters, like from Hey Arnold. Like if you have like Stoop Kid or like Chocolate Boy, they're just like kind of in the background. They're a little more zany than yeah. the reoccurring secondary characters, but they're memorable because they're a little more out there. 
Yeah, I think in a sea of very strong side characters, Junk Lord is kind of like, eh, he's fine. But he's fine. <laughs> I mean, maybe they'll yeah. do more with them. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Handlebar, uh, one of my favorites. I yeah. Like no, I love Handlebar. Yeah. I love his voice. I love his big ears. Her, her, right? Yeah. Oh wait, Handlebar yeah. girl. I, oh, I no. mean, Barb probably. Barb. That's a good um, point. Yeah. Well, uh, I like I, her design yeah. a lot. I like how scrappy she is. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think she's great. The ten speeds are a good concept. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Handlebar stood out to me from that episode a ton. Yeah. Um. Uh, scratchless one we talked about him he's the onion apparently yeah he actually, <laughs> now that i think about it he does feel a little oniony yeah. uh paintball mike and the paintball kids um they're fine yeah all right and then lastly nin- the ninja kids including the main the main ninja kid i thought she yeah. was really good yeah again again it's like one of those things like the group is like the main one is a female with two boys just like the uh biker gang yeah, um, yeah. That, that's yeah. just a good comparison. Um, yeah, I think I think she was really funny. Like, uh, you, she let her hair down. Now it's business. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the same kid was like, "You read manga, right to left." Yeah, that was yeah. good. Oh, you and, read a uh, American superhero comic? <laughs> yeah, you what? You read <laughs> stupid American superhero comic? Really? That's, that, that that's Ronaldo. That's very Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that that was good. Uh, bring the ninja kids back; it's great. The maybe yeah, the weebs of the show. It's it's <laughs> let's do it. Um, okay, any other minor characters? We hit them all, right? I feel uh, like we I, got a lot. I of think them. so. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I think I think we've talked out a ton. We went very long here, so let's get some closing thoughts on these this show, these ten episodes, and anything you want to see moving forward, Michelle. I want Craig to interact with his brother. <laughs> I don't know why I want this so much, but I feel like they haven't spent a lot of time together, and they're they're such different ages. I really want to see them try to interact for that reason too. I think they're it's going to be interesting whatever happens, um, and I'm sure that they will. I mean, they've already seen the grandparents. He's definitely and he spent time with Jessica one on one in the creek already, so I know it's coming. But I actually am pretty hyped for that. And I don't know. I want to see more. I want to get more back into like the creek stuff because like. You know, like how they had that stump, and then they had the little like burrow under the stump. I I see that in the intro, but I don't know if they've ever actually been in there in the actual show yet. And I kind of yeah. want them to like do more stuff around that area because like it looks like they built it themselves, and I feel like there's a lot of history there. And I want to like get more invested in that too. So those are my yeah. two things I really want. That's a good point about the main location. It's kind of yeah, it's, present, it's presented as that. Um, yeah, in the be- in the beginning of the final book, Kelsey's reading in there, finishing the second to last book like of, a uh, of Yidrith of Scrigith. Yeah, and then um, they pull her out of there, and she's like in the in the chair. And then also that's like where their space is encroached upon in the curse. I feel like exactly. I yeah, on top. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, on like the table right next to the stump. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah, like, uh, is that their hideout? We haven't really, uh, we haven't really talked about that. It's like their base. Like this, this is where yeah. they, where they meet up at the beginning of the day. And uh, like from there, they decide what they're going to do for the rest of the afternoon. It's like their yeah. reverse treehouse stump underground. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Reverse tree yeah. House. Okay. That's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, Alex, final thoughts. Uh, yeah. I mean, um, honestly, like I could just see this show be staying on its course. It's not doing anything wrong right now or anything that I don't like. So if it just kept on this path, I'd be perfectly fine with it. Like, I want to see more of the side characters, obviously, like get, get give me a sewer queen episode, bring yes, back, please. Uh, bring back a kit for, give her a full episode kit. I <laughs> mean, add Jessica. I don't know. But like, as long as they continue to keep the balance between the main cast 
but like also letting the side characters have their little moments. Like I think that may, there's a lot of different scenarios and combinations you can work with in this structure, and just uh, keeping it light, keeping it funny, and uh, keep uh, keeping it just very wholesome. It, it'll make for a, an always uh, a, a show that I can always come back to and just feel nice <laughs> after perhaps maybe getting frustrated or like too deep into plot with other shows. I can always have this as a fallback. Yeah, this is the anti uh, Steven Universe frustration show. It's, uh, <laughs> no, no frustration here, just yeah. comfy viewing. Yeah, okay. Uh, Steve, final thoughts. Oh, like I said, I just keep doing what it's doing, man. And it's just every episode just seems to get better and better. Um, if you like to see more, um, I'll see some more Kelsey and Stax episodes. I mean, okay, in particular, we've zeroed in on that being your favorite. <laughs> yeah, uh, and also I do kind of interested to see um, the witches, Tabitha and Courtney, maybe interact yes, with the other more team. Of them, yeah, mm. maybe like see. I, I kind of want to know. See, do they know Bernard? And just I, I could see Bernard just really being uh, funny reactions to their to their gothics. Yeah, gothicness. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what one fi- final final thought I want to add in? As a kid, uh, for some reason, I was obsessed with maps. Like I would make maps of like wherever we were going that day, or I, I'd make maps of like my my neighborhood just like from hand or from memory. So like the fact that Craig seems to be very obsessed with mapping things, like I feel like that's how we start the episode in like three out of the yeah. <laughs> batch. Like they're that's drawing true. a map of something. So I don't know, like that—that that touched something like from my childhood that I'd forgotten for a long time. So, oh, Alex, why aren't I... you a professional cartographer, Alex? Jeez. I mean, I—I—I I, I dropped out of high school, but if I had stayed in high school, there was actually a course yeah. in twelfth grade that was like an introduction to the IGS or I forget—I mm-hmm. forget what it's called, but like that—that that sort of like cartography thing. So if I had stayed, that—that that probably would have been a path that I would have been interested in. But at the same time, I just forgotten about this, and like this is a really deep childhood memory that. I had probably buried for a long time, and like these episodes bro- kind of brought it out of me. Like, huh, like, yeah, like it's weird. Like at first, I'm like, well, why would a kid like maps? But then, no, wait, I was the weird kid. Who yeah, liked maps. I like maps. <laughs> so it makes sense. Yeah, that's awesome. Nice. Can I yeah, share Michelle? a thing that touched me too? So in um, the monster in the garden, like the whole like, oh, what's eating our vegetables? And then it turning out to be a deer. That's totally a thing that would happen in my town. Like all the time because we lived out in the middle of the woods, like in, in the mountains of Utah in tiny town. And like there was no way to stop the deer because they can jump so freaking high. Like you can't build a fence high enough to keep them out. So, like, if you have any nice flowers or any good fruit, they will just, like, chomp it up and do their thing. So, like, that felt very real. Nice. Yeah, I think the show is definitely tapping into a lot of uh, these these childhood memories very well and having it resonate. I talked on the pilot podcast about uh, my parakeet and how I relate to Kelsey with that. Um, oh, you have a par- you had a parakeet too. I also had yeah. a parakeet. Yeah, we 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 did this already. Uh, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's repeat. I don't remember. I know we do we do a lot of podcasts here, but um, and one one uh, this is much less consequential. But in your it, I noticed they they're all calling each other kid all the time and i'm like yes this is how kids interact they when i was a kid just call everyone kid and it always annoyed me that why are why are other kids calling other kids kid yeah but they totally but that totally happens yeah you don't know um, the kid's name yeah kids a good way to refer to them 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. That, that, that we should do, we should do more of that on the next Craig podcast, more of uh, how it relates to, to our childhoods and uh, what's, what's resonant. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think uh, the show already, already, I would say it does, it's, it doesn't just have a lot of potential. It's already there, already a really incredible show. So um super anticipating the next, uh, next set of episodes and we'll see whenever we got a, uh, a next Craig, Craig podcast coming up. Uh, let us know what you thought of our discussion here. Who's your favorite side characters? Um, what do you? What's your favorite episode so far? Oh yeah, by the way, favorite episode. I have final book for me. Random. What? What about you guys? It's mm, hard. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I want to say the final book too. I, I, yeah, I kind of want to. Yeah. Also, final book probably final book or cursed, but probably final book because I, I has my ship in it so okay yeah uh, i think i think you just arrived steve you're jumping on the band your own bandwagon in this one podcast but, well see uh, the thing is that that episode introduces a lot of great side characters like yeah oh the ninja kids are in that one girls i love the the pony girls and the ninja kids <laughs> yeah they're they're back to back it's a really good one yeah f- yeah uh, i think final book you're it uh monster in the garden the curse yeah you're top, it's really four. good you're really I, good. That's I like the, that's really the only like one Vanessa Vanessa had in bed. Vanessa too, though. Wilderness is yeah, a okay. really good episode. Well, I'm, yeah, that's fun. I'm waiting to wonder if we're gonna get get Bernard episode. It's yeah. coming. I'm sure it's coming. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's happening. We'll do it. Okay, so yeah, uh, to, to let us know all of that. Comments on overlyanimated.com or on YouTube. You can always email us at podcast at overlyanimated.com. Um, join us. We've I made a Craig of the Creek channel. Let's get that going on our Discord. Uh, Overlyanimated.com/slash/discord. <laughs> Um, and, uh, you can, uh, support us via Patreon, patreon.com slash overly animated. Thank you very much to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Otaku Guy one He'd be a ninja kid. And, uh, <laughs> thanks as always to our patron executive producers, John Ryan, Steve, Alex, Andy, and Hugh. Uh, check out our other podcasts, uh, that are up right now, including a bunch of Star vs. the Force of Evil talk. Uh, the Alex had an OKKO finale one. Uh, recently, we had Final Space Discussion, Upcoming Miraculous Ladybug, so check all that out at OverlyAnimated.com. And yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Adios. Bye. Bye. Bye.